As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and to find your local station for the Ben Mather Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Mather Show on Fox Sports Radio. Well, we had a lot of fun a couple months ago with Odell Beckham going to the Rams, Odell Beckham was going to the Patriots, Odell Beckham was going here, there, everywhere. And it turned out much to do about nothing because the the news came down on Monday that Odell Beckham is going to hang out. He's going to stay right where he is with the New York football giants, and he will continue. We talked about this last week when the, the story looked like it was about to happen. Now it's finally happened, right? Uh, it's When I used to run the, the rumor website back in the day, we had a motto. And it was so successful, we had many mottos. But one of the mottos was yesterday, or today's news is tomorrow's 
uh, or today's rumors, tomorrow's uh, news, right? Boy, I I butchered that. But today's rumor is tomorrow's news, and last week's speculation is today's uh, story. And Odell Beckham gets a five-year contract for $95 million. $95 million. Woohoo! Yeah, he's the highest paid uh, receiver in the NFL. $65 million guaranteed. I, I know you're very concerned. You're like, man, oh man, I really hope Odell Beckham can be the highest paid receiver in the NFL. Now you can sleep better. Stand down as you work your job there. It's okay. Odell Beckham will make more on average than Antonio Brown. He's going to make about $19 million a year. And in total guaranteed money, Odell Beckham has zoomed past Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm sure Mike Evans, living in Florida with the Buccaneers, uh, I believe he's okay. I think he's okay. So this is the story of the day, and let's discuss the the bigger meaning. Is there bigger meaning to this? Uh, not really. Uh, not really. Uh, some have already said, I've been reading, Odell Beckham's overpaid. Uh, so why don't we address that? Is Odell Beckham being overpaid? No. Uh, he is not being overpaid uh, at all. Uh, my thoughts on this, you've got the knife, the bite, and the big picture. The knife, the bite, and the big picture, and we'll tie all this together. Now, number one, Odell Beckham and the Giants have been doing this mating dance uh, for several months, as we said. They've been canoodling with each other. The fact that Odell Beckham wasn't a renegade holdout and an ogre and all that tells you uh, tells you that, that, that this has been in the works for much uh, you know, for a long period of time, all right, this record deal. And so... The, the question of Odell Beckham being overpaid, uh, well, that is erroneous to say that, right? Now, I, do I think that Odell Beckham is the end-all, be-all? Is he the greatest receiver in the NFL? No, I don't think that. Uh, but the question of him being overpaid, uh, to my knowledge, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I don't believe anyone held the knife to the neck of the Giants' ownership and front office and said, okay, you've got to give me $65 million guaranteed. I don't believe there was a knife used. I don't think there was a gun pointed at anyone's head saying that you have to sign me to this contract. This was the own the own free will of the giant front office, the organization, that they decided that Beckham was so valuable, so important, they had to keep him. And it really depends on how you slice up the numbers. Like any of these debates, you know, what is value? Where do you place the value? Now, in the case of Odell Beckham, many people are pointing to the domination situation that happened the first three years in the NFL, and he set several records. The Giants, of course, threw him the football an inordinate amount of times. And despite the bravado, despite the showmanship, which is very, as we pointed out in the past, the Giants of football are such a buttoned-up conservative franchise that Odell Beckham is in your face. He'll He'll cuddle with a goalpost. You know, he'll do all that. You know, the kicking net. He'll make out with the kicking net. He'll do all of those things. But in this case, the obvious answer is the Giants felt like they had no other options. They had to keep. Right? You're better off with him than without him, and you got to put up with it. And Beckham's still young enough where you say, okay, the next couple of years, uh, he's going to dominate. And then after that, we'll revisit this. We'll do a cost-benefit analysis, but again, not overpaid. A guy uh, was working earlier moonlighting, and a guy asked uh, from Connecticut, he said, well, what, what does this do to Rob Gronkowski? 
Does this help him out? Well, it doesn't hurt him, but it it's Beckham's a receiver. Gronk's a tight end, right? So it's a different conversation. But it, it's the trickle-down economics, and it's going to help everybody in the long run. And it is true. If you look at the second part of this, Odell Beckham has been a dominating situation in the regular season. He's been very good. His numbers have been dynamic and awesome and wonderful and all that. But when you really observe what's going on here with the phenomena that is Odell Beckham, I again go back to those two words, the Danica factor, right? This is more proof, a better example of the Danica factor, that winning does not matter. The Giants, since Odell Beckham was drafted out of Louisiana State, the Giants are 26 and 38. Yeah. They have a 406 winning percentage. You say, well, yeah, buddy, Beckham's missed some games. Okay. Uh, in the games that Odell Beckham has played in, the Giants are also under 500. They're 21 and 26 uh, in games that Beckham has missed. Great cash, homie. It's not about that. It's the Danica factor, it's about marketing. Odell Beckham has gotten more mileage out of you know what play I'm going to refer to here, that one handed catch. In the Sunday night game against the Dallas Cowboys, he is, you talk about taking a bite out of the Big Apple marketing arm and dominating that. That was a Sunday night game, Giants and Cowboys. You know who won that game? The Cowboys. Again, winning doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's irre- I hear all these people call up the championship defenders leagues talking about championships and all that. And in terms of getting paid, it's irrelevant. Doesn't matter. You think the Giants are like, well, you got to win a championship before you we pay you? No, they don't care about that. They're like, hey, listen, he's a popular guy. Why not? People love him. The legend was born in that game against the Cowboys, and that highlight's been replayed and replayed over and over and over and over and over in a loop de loop. And and people like it. They're into it. They like the whole the whole shtick, the whole act, the bravado, the swagger, as I said about Beckham. Now, the last thing here, if you look at the the larger storyline involving the Giants and this contract extension with Beckham. Uh, I maintain that until that dead weight, Elijah Manning, who has been stealing money the last several years, been horrible. And because he who? won, right, a couple of years ago, people were like, oh, it doesn't matter. He won championships. He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, yeah. He's hot dreck. Uh, Eli Manning right now. So we'll overlook that because he used to be uh, someone that went on a couple of, of – you talk about outliers, playoff runs uh, for the Giants. So the Giants have been a middling franchise. They'll continue to be a middling franchise as long as Elijah Manning is the quarterback. And once he's gone, they'll get somebody else in there. And then Odell Beckham will have a chance to to, to break out and be part of a, a team that gets to the playoffs. Of course, he made the playoffs and then went on vacation. We know that whole controversy from a couple years ago, uh, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. So the, the bottom line on all this, uh, Odell Beckham is the king of all social media, and it's not even close. He's the the god of Instagram. That's his playground right there on Instagram. He does so well. And and these these things are, are cyclical. He's popular right now. They're cyclical, meaning it's not going to last forever. right? He's the in thing, Odell Beckham, but in a couple of years he will no longer be the in thing. The, the popularity is not going to last. But right now he's in good. He's in a good spot. Someone else will come along and they'll steal the thunder from Odell Beckham, and then you know he'll he'll go play for other teams, and we'll see if he follows the career of 
of T.O. and just becomes a vagabond and a hobo and bouncing around from team to team to team. But it, it all, it, it's six degrees of the catch, right? That catch, the horizontal uh, catch against the Cowboys. We're talking about four years ago now. Uh, it was 2014 against the Cowboys, that touchdown, a game they lost. And, and living, living on that. All these years later, no matter what he does, he can go hang out and destroy a, a, a rented property in Hollywood. Doesn't matter. Can go to Paris and eat pizza with an Instagram model and have her do coke, you know, allegedly. Uh, and uh, nothing matters. Nothing sticks to him. He's the Teflon guy here, the NFL himself. All right, here's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia it's right uh, over there. And hello you know, to you, Ben yes, Maller. hello to you, Eddie. I know you're very excited that Odell Beckham is getting paid a lot of money. That makes you so happy. You're so excited about that. It's a big deal, yes? Uh, no, 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 not to me. Not Doesn't really. move the needle to you? No, no, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's the big story of the day, I think. That's well, one of the biggest yeah, stories. Yeah, and uh, you're, you're leading your show off with it. I'm leading my updates with it. So, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a big story. I get it. Yeah. He's a star. There's no question about that. Whether he's the best wide receiver in the NFL is debatable, but he is definitely a star. He's one of the guys who moves the needle in the NFL, so that makes him uh, big news anytime he, do- he does something. Yeah. All right, now, there's another story. This is kind of a... Uh... It's not a throwaway story, but I, it, it was something that interested me. It's not something to start the show with, but uh, I've interviewed this guy, so I'm, I'm interested in what he's doing. Uh, the former, I don't think he's running anymore, uh, Usain Bolt. Like, he's not, he's yeah. not doing the Olympics anymore, right? World's fastest think, man. Yeah. No, he is not. He is retired. He's retired. From, yeah. And he's now, I, I read he's going to play soccer. He's trying, yeah. Did, did, did a, teen, a team sign him? He's going to make his soccer debut for an Australian club. Oh, my. The Central <laughs> Coast Mariners. Are they I, are they bad like the Seattle Mariners, or the the Central Coast Mariners? I am not never... familiar with the Australian <laughs> professional soccer league. I'm barely familiar with the United States uh, professional soccer. Do league, they the have? MLS. Do they have a Mariner moose like the Seattle Mariners do? Do the Central Coast Mariners have that? Because they need a moose. Uh, well, they, I love the Mariner moose. I'm going to say I'm going to say no on that. Not? I'm going to say they have some kind of uh, sailor or. Captain, yeah. sea captain. Well, this is a like big that. deal, though, in Australia. They're predicting is it twelve thousand people to attend this particular match? It's I guess near Sydney, mm-hmm. and twelve thousand people are going to show up. Now, is uh, he going to run, Ben? Uh, <laughs> no, he's going to be a goaltender. They're going to have him. The fastest man in the world is going to be a goaltender. Oh, that seems like a waste. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I think, it's, I think it makes perfect sense. He, he's done running, Eddie. He doesn't want to run anymore, right? Come on. <laughs> Wait, you're not good, kidding? Good question, Roberto. No, we no, we are kidding. Oh, Coop. He's so gullible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, he's going to be a left wing. Now, here's my idea. Jerry Jones is all about marketing, right? Jerry Jones. Like, and Usain Bolt's all about making money, right? So why doesn't Jerry Jones offer like $10 million, a one-year contract for Usain Bolt to come play for the Cowboys? Now, I know he said in the past he doesn't want to play football because he doesn't want to get hit and all that stuff. Well, there you go. But. For $10 million, people's perspectives can change. And everyone's got their price, Eddie. Yeah. And I, I think it would be wonderful. Remember when that uh, that uh, Aussie Rules guy came to the 49ers? Of course. And that was a disaster, the kick returner. Already the Aussie muffed it. Yeah. And, uh, and he got in trouble. There was a big scandal there. I believe uh, there was a police charges and stuff. Or, I or didn't civil know charge. Yeah, there was a big scandal. Well, I do remember back in the day that uh, there was some talk about uh, – the Cowboys bringing in Carl Lewis back when he was in his heyday. 
Yeah. There was one problem, though. What's Carl that? Lewis had no real athletic ability. I mean, you can argue he was a great athlete because uh-huh. he could run and he could jump, but he couldn't throw or catch or, you know, the traditional, you know, stick and ball type of activities. Yeah, like, but the thing about Usain Bolt is he doesn't really know how to play soccer, right? Like, he, I, I'm sure he knows how to play soccer more than he knows how to play American football. Yeah, but, uh, but you're a wide receiver, all right, and you just teach him the rudimentary skills to be a wide receiver, which is all right. Now I don't know if he can catch it. That's the main problem. But I yeah. know he can run. Look at the Bengals drafted that guy, uh, the the kid out of Washington who had a big game on Sunday. In, John Ross. Yeah, John Ross, just because he can run. Not that he's that good a receiver, but he can run past the defensive back. Well, he did play college football, though, so. Only a handful of games. He got hurt, though. Remember at Washington? He didn't. uh, My memory of him before the draft is he was injured. And then he got hurt in the NFL. I I think it's, I understand your point. I just think it's a lot harder than you might think for someone who's never played football. Just tell him, go run fast and we'll throw you the ball. It's just that easy. If if it was that easy, track stars across the the world would be signing up to play in the NFL. No, but I'm saying if he wants to make money, he clearly wants to make money. He's bored here and he's playing soccer. I know there's a lot of money in in soccer and whatnot, but um, American football, the the Cowboys of, who is it? Willie Galt, the sprinter, played with the Chicago Bears, right? Ronaldo Nehemiah. Yeah, I mean, there's been, a, there's been a handful of these guys. Yeah, Ron Brown back with your Rams, yeah. remember, kickoff return uh, guy. Not that, you know, he was over. Not that good. <laughs> uh, not that good, as I remember. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Well, you know you've reached deity status when an entire community is fawning all over you, adoring you. Uh, so many devoted fanboys and girls of Manu Ginobili. Another one of the longtime San Antonio Spurs uh, saying goodbye. See you later as the Spurs get ready for the next phase of their franchise, which is to suck. Uh, well, they'll be mediocre, and then they'll eventually go back to signing guys like John Sunvold, which they used to do back in the old days. Uh, but if you've been somewhere in a closet, somewhere locked away, and you've missed out on it, Manu Ginobili announced his retirement from the NBA. Now, I will give him credit because there's going to be no retirement tour, uh, which is good. We don't, Although he had that a couple years ago. And we have seen all kinds of announcements coming down here since Ginobili made the decision. It was a day of tributes, uh, dedication. Uh, just on and on uh, for Manu Ginobili, clearly worshipped, idolized, uh, people talking uh, with tremendous, tremendous love for Manu Ginobili, which is fine. Emmanuel Ginobili from Argentina. Yes, something like that. Uh, and, and, and so I actually got an email. I, I wanted to address this guy named Mac who listens uh, occasionally uh, in San Antonio, he says he does not listen every night, but when he's working late, he likes the show. He wanted to know if I have changed my position on Manu Ginobili. Now, I talked about this a couple years ago. Ginobili, at that time, we thought he was going to retire, and he did not. And it came up in conversation and all that. And so, uh, no, Mac, the, t- the short answer, if you've not been listening tonight, uh, the short answer is obviously no, I've not changed my position. I guess the question is, we'll frame it this way. Uh, what do you make of what has been an overwhelming, overwhelming day in the NBA community of saying goodbye? It's like a public wake for Manu Ginobili. It's like he's uh, he's died and everyone's giving their tributes here 
uh, for for Ginobili. What's going on here? His retirement. Now, that there's a lot of that. There's a lot of crying going on. People very upset. Uh, my perspective on this: you've got overkill, the supporting actor, and the Euro, as in the Euro step. And uh, we'll link all this together. Now, a um, we have essentially what's going on right now is a spitting match. Uh, it's spinning match with compliments. It is. Uh, and I find the whole escapade, uh, I find it nauseating. I think the word is nauseating. Uh, it's overkill. Sensory overload. I mean, you you would think that Ginobili is one of like the 10 greatest players in the history of basketball. He's not. All right, let's have some perspective on this. And, and based on the reaction of his retirement, I, what are we going to get, nine days of mourning? For Manu Ginobili and his career ending, our flag's going to be lowered to half staff now. Is that is that what's going to happen? Uh, again, he already had this a couple years ago. Uh, we we talked about it on the show in the playoffs. They were chanting his name and going crazy for him and all that. And then he decided to come back and play more mediocre basketball. And so here we are. And there's a lot of slobbering going on, people slobbering all over Manu Ginobili. And if you're in San Antonio, that's fine. I, I get it if you're in the Alamo City. But the way I look at it, he's 41 years old. It's time to do something else. You know, you, Guys that are 41 don't normally play in the NBA. You do something else. Basketball is a sport for people that are in their 20s and 30s. It's not for somebody who's 41 years old. He should have retired a couple years ago. And B, unlike the reactionary types, uh, I will not. I will not fall into that trap. All right? I will be the grown-up in the room. Manu Ginobili. Let's call him what he is, a supporting actor. Right? He has been the benefactor of location, location, location. And, you know, there's a saying that you know, guilt by association, right? Your parents will tell you don't hang out with shady characters because just by hanging out with them, you can get in trouble. Guilt by association, right? There's also this thing called praise by association, and Manu Ginobili is the benefactor of that, praise by association. And no matter how much you pout and shout and huff and puff, uh, Ginobili's body of work in the NBA is not that of a Hall of Fame player. There's a lot of people that are being a prisoner of the moment. Now, what are the benchmarks to get in the Hall of Fame? Now, it's different. Baseball, you know what they are. A certain number of home runs, a certain number of wins, a certain number of innings pitched, strikeouts. You know the benchmarks to get in the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's more complicated in basketball, but if you look at what we think the benchmarks are in basketball, you say not a Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, typically, you don't put players in the Hall of Fame that don't even average 15 points a game. Manu Ginobili's career scoring average was not even 14 points a game. He averaged just over 13 points a game. He never averaged over an NBA season 20 points a game. That's a seemingly a, a point we say, well, that's a great score. You're going to average around 20 points a game. 13 points a game, No. If you look at his points plus rebounds plus assists, if you break that down, he was at 20.8. 20.8, that's PRA, points plus rebounds plus assists, the, the the Hall of Fame. Now, my evidence to prove that he's not a Hall of Famer, if you look at the, the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, Mass., how many Hall of Famers, how many Hall of Famers had worse numbers than that if you combine their points, rebounds, and assists? The answer is two. The answer is two. Joe Dumars and Arvidas Sabonis. That's it. That's the list in the shot clock era. There's two. That's it. But wait, we've got more. I'm not done. Uh, how about the the individual accolades and all that? 
Uh, Ginobili never made an all-NBA first team. He never made an all-NBA second team. And over the course of his NBA career, he was an all-star a couple of times. 16 years, I believe it was, in the NBA. He was an all-star twice. But no all-NBA first or second team. And if you look at the players in Springfield from the NBA, how many have made the Hall of Fame that were never a first or second team? It's, it's, it's only a little over a dozen. That's it. And by comparison, there are a number of people who have made multiple all-NBA first or second teams that aren't even in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. And as far as the championships being the end-all, be-all, and all that, uh, they're not. Anyone that knows about Hall of Fame voting knows the last criteria you look at is championships. They are a team award. They're not an individual award. They're a team award. So when you're factoring up what makes a Hall of Fame player and what, not, what, what, what is not a Hall of Fame player, this idea, this myopia about championships, it's the last thing you look at. It just merely means that you were in the right place at the right time is what it really means, considering that Ginobili was not a starter, uh, was a backup, and was a supporting actor to those great players they had in San Antonio. Now, the parting shot on this, Manu Ginobili, uh, I don't feel bad for him. He made a lot of money. People love him. They're worshiping him here. This is not that complicated. He made $120 million in on-court earnings. And Now, there are two things that any reasonable, sensible person will say about Manu Ginobili. There's two things that I will say, okay, I'll give you this. I'll give you complete credit on this. Uh, First of all, I believe he's the only player in the history of the NBA to have swatted a bat, a live bat, during a game. Uh, that happened about 10 years ago. I think he's the only one. I don't know of that happening. He had to miss games because he got a rabies shot. I think he missed at least one game because of that, uh, if I remember correctly. It's been a long time. And secondly, M- Manu Ginobili is thought of as the, the modern-day innovator of bringing the Eurostep uh, back into vogue in 2002 when he came over. Uh, to the NBA, and then James Harden and other players do that, and that's fine, but that's not enough to get into the Hall of Fame. But again, it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. If I vote, I don't vote him in the Hall of Fame. The Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, they'll put anybody in the Basketball Hall of Fame. The bar is very low to get in. It's very, very low to get in, and uh, they often look at the championships. They're not supposed to do it, but they do, and they say, well, this is, this is just marvelous. This is fantastic. Uh, we're going to put you in the Hall of Fame because of that. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You want to comment? You are more than welcome. The number 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. You can be part of our radio show. And we're also available on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And our Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia is right over there. Now, I remember the first time we thought Manu was retiring, you and I got in a big argument on the radio about whether he was a Hall of Famer or not, but I feel like you've clarified your position, and I actually agree with you because you said you would not vote for him if you had a vote for the Basketball Hall of Fame, and that's fine. You, if you were a voter, that you have your opinion on that. I, I might not even disagree with you on that. But but he is going to get in, and you you have said now that they have low standards or whatever. Yes, they he's going to get standards. in to the Hall of Fame now. Whether he, he shouldn't get in, but he will. Well, that, get in. I mean, you yeah. you can have that opinion, but he is going right. to get in. Yeah, he's going to get. He doesn't in. deserve it, but he'll get in. 
Yeah. Okay. So we are in agreement that he will he, get in. We're agreeing he doesn't deserve to get in, but he'll get in. Yes, we are in agreement on that. Does not deserve to get in, but he'll get in. Shouldn't get in, but he'll. Well, get in. I, I, I'm more of the opinion that the Hall of Fames in every sport should be for the elite, elite players. I think it's. You don't think that Muffet McGraw's an elite player or coach? Come on, she's a Hall well, of Famer. I'm, I mean, Muffet yeah. McGraw's in there. I don't know women's coaching. She should be in the women's basketball coaching Hall of Fame, probably. I guess I don't know, but. I've, I'm always if if there's a if you have a debate whether someone should go in or not to me that means they don't get in. Yeah, I, I just think it should be people that are in the Hall of Fame should be that that slam dunk Hall of Famers. There's you no know, question about it. Cumberland Posey's a Hall of Famer. Did you know that? Class of 2016, Cumberland Posey. Is that a person? I've never heard of that person. I have no idea who that is, but they're in the Hall of Fame. Cumberland Cumberland Posey. Posey. Yeah, Buster. Never Posey. heard of. I think that's Buster Posey's cousin. I could think. be, yeah, could be, sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, you want more? I'll give you more. E. B. I, of course, e. B. I want more. E. B. E. Henderson, Hall of Famer. E. B. The yes. initial E and initial, B. Yes, uh-huh. E. B. Henderson. Okay, contributor, Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going on here. Please Don, do. Don Barksdale, hmm. Hall of Famer from the Olympics. Sounds like a host of a game show. Who? That does sound like a like a 1970s or 80s game show. With right? your host. Don Barksdale. Come on down. Yes, exactly. I liked it. We can go on and on. You know I love these funny names. <laughs> you find one that's uh, amusing? Or well, I mean, there's all, all. I find all of these. Yeah. Dino Menagina or Menagine Hall of Famer. Class of 2003, Eddie. Hall of Famer. Player. Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. Same class hmm. as Metal Lark Lemon. Oh, Metal Lark He's a Hall of Famer also. Leon Barmore, coach, Hall of Famer. Yeah, I've I've heard of him. You heard of him? Yeah. All right. Hold on, let me keep going. Page down here. Morgan Wooten. Yeah, coach. Yeah, coach. High school coach. All of, yeah, high school coach. Hall of Fame. Fred Zollner, Hall of Famer. Fred Zollner. Yes, Zollner. Not familiar with his. These work. are all actual pro basketball Hall of Famers. These are. I'm it's not terrible. making this up. These are Arnie Risen. <laughs> Hall of Famer. As long as it's not Arnie Spanier, we're okay. No, thank God. Although he lives not far away, and it's a short for him. It's a relatively short drive to. Wow. Pro basketball Hall of Fame. Alexander Nikolic. I'm sorry. Alexander Nikolic, coach Hall of Famer, 1998 class of 98. Same class as Larry Bird, guy on the Pro Basketball Larry Hall Joe of Fame. Larry Joe Bird. Yeah. Side by side, side by side Hall of Fame. I can keep going if you want. Kresmir Kosick. Cannot coach with him. Player. Can't do it. Hall of Famer. What was that first name? K-R-E-S-I-M-I-R. Kresmer? Am I right? I don't know. Let's go with it. As far as we all know. Kramer? What? Kramer? Oh, don't say like, come on. <laughs> Corrected by, how dare you? Right, anyway, you get the point. I think I made my point. Beating a dead horse now, or in this case, a dead Basketball Hall of Fame. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. And now we blow you away. It's with it. Oh my! How about that? To what? the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And right over to the Koopaloop, Justin Cooper. And the Indians aren't getting anything from second base, which has led to talk about moving Jose Ramirez to second, so the team could potentially add someone at the hot corner. However, Terry Francona shot this down, citing injury concerns and the fact that Ramirez is having an MVB caliber season. Yeah. 
Ben, do you think uh, Francona is right to be cautious here? No, he's short-sighted, right? I, I love the idea of Ramirez. I'm not an Indians guy. I don't have any skin in the game here, but I love the idea from the if you're an Indians fan of having Ramirez play second base. Hey, Jason Kipnis, I know he had a good day on Sunday. He is not a very good offensive player at this point. It's being kind. I think he's batted like 190 the past month. This is a net positive for the Cleveland Indians because you get Kipnis out of the lineup. It's addition by subtraction. You then have other players that can produce that can play third base. And Terry Francona, you can't – the second thing, you cannot manage scared. Jose Ramirez is just as likely to get hurt playing third base as he is to play second base here. And if he's going to get hurt, he's going to get hurt anyway. Cleveland would be a much more lethal offensive team in the postseason with Kipnis on the bench, Ramirez playing second base, and whether it's Yande Diaz or trading for Josh Donaldson, putting somebody else at third base. Next! Now, Tyreek Hill said over the weekend that he believes the Chiefs will have the best offense in the league, but what stood out to me when he was listing the reasons why, he, he said a uh, Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. Ben, is Andy Reid a Hall of Fame coach? Well, again, I you I, much like the Ginobili argument, I say, well, Ginobili, you don't count championships. But if you go by the Pro Football Hall of Fame standard, yes, right? Andy Reid is going to end up in the Hall of Fame. First of all, there is no real criteria, per se, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Baseball has a few benchmarks. The NFL doesn't. Andy Reid is in his 20th season. He has consistently produced good teams. 12 times his teams have won 10 or more games. He's You know Andy Reid's 11th all-time in wins? He's got more wins than Bill Parcells as an NFL coach, more than Bud Grant and Marv Levy, guys that didn't win the championship who are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So I believe he gets in. And the coaching tree of Andy Reid is insane. The guys that have gone on to be head coaches, Doug Peterson, Ron Rivera, John Harbaugh, Sean McDermott, Todd Bowles, Pat Shermer, all these guys were assistants under Andy Reid. Next. Now, it seems like Adam Jones has been in the league for decades, despite a constant myriad of uh, off-the-field issues. He's your guy now, Coop. That's right. He's your guy. He's now joined the vaunted Denver Broncos defense. Formerly vaunted. Ben, yeah. what do you think about the signing? Well, to me, it shows you that it's good to have friends, right? The reason that he's with the Broncos now is because Pac-Man Jones, when he played in Cincinnati all those years, Vance Joseph was an assistant for Marvin Lewis back in the day. So there's this kinship there. There's this nepotism that's in play. I don't expect Pac-Man to do much. He'll make a couple of plays. As long as he doesn't get arrested, that's a net positive. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. How do we do? Quickly! Ben, you failed the citizen. I won the game! I won it! He said I won! I heard I won! That's a win. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Now, <laughs> Mallers Mountain of Money. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Do you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably not. And here we go. It's Mallers Mountain of Money each and every week at about this time. Mallers Mountain of Money. We welcome in our contestants. Who do we have playing this week? We say hello to, let's see here, Zach in Kansas City. Hello, Zach. Hey, Big Ben. Pleasure as always. Now, didn't you embarrass yourself on this game last time you played? No, no, no. Erroneous. erroneous. That's erroneous. So you're making statements based on facts, not in evidence. Uh, I object. Coop, didn't he embarrass himself last time he played? See, I, I, I was thinking that I remembered that, and I yeah. wasn't sure, but now that you say it, then I believe that definitely happened. Wow. Wow. Why would you want to come back and play again, Zach? You embarrassed yourself. 
no, no. See, I got to set the record straight, Ben. All right. Yeah. I got. I got to make up for the for the loss. I hold on a sec. Hold on. Jeez. I don't know. We're still debating whether you're going to play. We got Russ in Washington. Hello, Russ. Ben, what it is. Mariners suck again, just like always. What it is, what it be, and all that, yes. And what do you do in Washington, Russ? Tell the guy in Beaver Dam. I'm, I'm a cabinet man. The cap, Russ the cabinet man. Russ the cabinet man. Ready That's to go. Me. He's ready to <laughs> save the day. All right, hold on, Russ the cabinet man. And so we've, we've got a conundrum here. Should we let Zach play? But he was so bad last time. We have Russ. We have someone else who's on hold who wants to play. Should we let Zach play? He was so bad last time. I think we should punish him more and say no. I'll say no. Eddie, let him play or don't let him play? I don't remember him last time, so I'll say let him play. Let him play. All right, Roberto, let him play. Don't let him play. I say no. Say no. All right, so we got two no's and a yes. Koopaloop. No. No. All right, he's out. David in Riverside. David in SoCal. You want to play, David? Yeah. Welcome in, David. It's good to speak to you. What are you doing in the LB, not in the LBC, in the IE, the Inland Empire? I'm heading home from work after serving all the truck drivers all the food they can eat. Yeah. And and how much food did they eat? Uh, tonight they ate about pounds of fajitas, about 30 pounds of tamales, and about 20 pounds of enchiladas. Imagine on the backside, and when that's coming out the other end, that's going to be a mess is what that's going to be. Okay. I wouldn't want to clean the toilets after that. All right, hold on a sec, David. And So we've got David in, in Riverside in SoCal and Russ in Washington. Russ, who would you like to partner up with, Russ? Uh, I'll go with Eddie. All right, very good. Russ and Eddie, that is the team there. We'll put you down for that. And David, who would you like to partner up with, David? Well, I want to win tonight, so I'm going with Big Ben Mallard. That is correct. It's a good job by you. Uh, real quick, let's pick the categories here. Koopa Loop, what do we have as the categories this week? All right, this is the Jack Black edition. He is turning 49 years old today. 49? Wow. Yep. That's old. <laughs> yep. Uh, the categories are School of Rock, King Kong, Nacho Libre, and The Brink. All right, Russ, you were on first. What do you want to do here, Russ? Uh, I'll go with Nacho Libre. All right, okay. and David, what would you like? I will go with King Kong. All right. Okay, very good. Hold on, gentlemen. We'll have Mallers Mountain Money in its entirety. We get to that, and we'll do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, back to it. We go. It's Mallers Mountain Money, the Jack Black edition. And who is going first here? I believe it will be Eddie, and he will be matched up with Russ. All right. Well, what do we put, 45 seconds on the clock? Yes? Uh, that is right. You guys have the Nacho Libre category. These athletes have all made wrestling cameos. 45 seconds. Are you ready, Russ? Yes, sir. Let's do First it. First and last name, please. All right. Begin. NBA Hall of Famer, the mailman. Carmelone. Baseball's all-time hit king, banned for gambling. Uh, he rose. Great NBA rebounder. He had colored hair, wore a dress. Former longtime, or not former, longtime Brewers announcer. He used to be on a sitcom with Mr. Vel- Belvedere. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, former Bears fat defensive lineman, the refrigerator. Uh, William Perry. Uh, volatile Yankees manager. He feuded with George Steinbrenner. He hired him and fired him a bunch of times. Uh, Joe Torrey? No, before that. 
Uh, 70s. Oh, pass. Former Red Sox outfielder. He then went to the Yankees. Uh, played for Johnny the, Damon. Yes. Um, oh, wow, right. Johnny Damon. How, yeah, good job. That, we knew that, that one. one right away. Big hundred pointer there. Good job. Okay. Uh, the total is two twenty. Do not get uh, points for Bob Euchre because that was my David. God, that yeah. <laughs> David, keep your mouth shut when you're not playing, David. What's wrong with you? You yelled out the answer. Uh, Billy right. Martin was the former Yankee manager. Uh, we got to go. Martin. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. The score to beat two twenty. Yep. Uh, Done. No problem. We David, you it. have King Kong. These athletes tower over their peers. Forty-five seconds on the clock. Begin. All right. Lakers center from the 90s. He's on TNT right now. The Big Diesel. Oh, uh, Shaq. That's correct. Shaquille O'Neal. That's correct. Uh, Yankees outfielder. Not the not the jury, but the Yankees. The uh, judge. Mike Judge. No, it was his first <laughs> name. Different first name. All right. Aaron Judge. Yes, correct. Uh, Chinese center, number one pick of the Rockets. Yao Ming. Correct. The big unit for the Seattle Mariners Hall of Fame pitcher. Randy Johnson. Correct. Mets 1980s outfielder named after a fruit. He played with the Dodgers. Uh, pass. All right. Uh, Peyton Manning's backup for the Broncos. He went and signed a big contract with the Houston Texans. Backup quarterback. Big Brock t- Osweiler. Correct. Uh, Ravens offensive lineman out of UCLA. Hall of Fame tackle number 75 for the Ravens. Mm. Ah! Ah! All right. That is uh, 180 points. So you guys have to, uh, some catching up how, to do. How many other 1980s Mets outfielders are named after a fruit? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you missed Daryl Strawberry there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Funny. I like that. David, would you like School of Rock or The Brink? The Brink. The Brink. All okay. right. These athletes all made it to the brink of a championship but weren't able right. to win it. Let's do it. Here we go. 45 seconds. Begin. All right. 1980s quarterback for the Dolphins, a legend. Number 13 for the Dolphins. Dan Marino. Correct. The round mound of rebound. He's on TNT for the. Charles Barkley. Correct. Uh, Georgetown Center played for the Knickerbockers in the 80s. Number 30. Patrick Ewan. Correct. Uh, quarterback of the Bills, 1990s Buffalo Bills. Jim He's Kelly. Correct. Uh, played for that same Bills team. Defensive tackle for that era of the Bills. Bruce Smith. Correct. Wow. The splendid splinter out of the Red Sox. Red Sox legend. Number 9. 1960s Red Sox. The last guy to bat 400. Pass. All right. Uh, played for the Lakers in the 60s. A small forward. He was the Clippers GM. High-flying slam dunk guy. Uh, was it in the lottery every year Pass. with the Clippers. Oh, All boy. right. The, sp- the splendid split of Red Sox. Number nine, a Red Sox legend. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't anybody? Nobody knows who Ted Williams is. Uh, yeah, you missed Ted Williams, last player to hit 400. And then Elgin Baylor was the 100-point question. Uh, All right, Russ, you have 340 yeah. points. That is the score to beat. Him. Here we go. All right. You have School of Rock. These athletes all went to a private school. 45 seconds. Begin. Current quarterback of the Colts. Uh, Andrew Luck. Uh, former Cavs guard. He's now with the Celtics. He thinks the earth is flat. Uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, former Steelers running back, the bus. Uh, Jerome Bettis. Former Raiders running back. He won the Heisman at USC. Also with the Chiefs. Marcus Allen. Former legendary Dodgers pitcher. Great lefty. Threw a lot of no-hitters. Was Jewish. Who, uh, Dan Musial? No, no, no. Uh, bearded NFL quarterback uh, for the Buccaneers. He went to Harvard. Sandy Koufax? Yes, Sandy Koufax, yes. Uh, bearded NFL quarterback, uh, Tampa Bay. He played at Harvard. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes. Uh, boy, if you get this one. Former Raiders quarterback. I think he played for the Panthers. Uh, he went to Notre Dame. Forget it. We won anyway. It doesn't matter. That is it. Good job. 60 points. Nice job, Russ. Out of boy. You got a golden ticket. It was a good matchup. Well, that a boy. Good job.
whatever. The guy, I mean, he's on Daryl Strawberry. I mean, how? Right. <laughs> Ted Williams. The, 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 yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you, David. Uh, thank you for playing, David. All right. So there you go. It's all your David, fault, David. And, uh, and uh, Ross. Well, David actually knew Bob Euchre, and he answered it even though it wasn't his turn. <laughs> so we should get credit. I think we uh, should get credit still for Bob Euchre. Well, no, no. Lose. But the Euchre was like an extra 40 points, so we should put the 40 points on top, and we should, you know what we should do? Play the game over. Yeah. <laughs> nice try, Ben. You lose. The good news is that guy, Zach, in Kansas City doesn't know who Ted Williams is either. So if, if we had picked him, that would have been a bad game anyway, if, that's the, if that had happened. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber. Not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.